Well, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Ascent Podcast. My name is Brian, and I'll be your guide as we continue to work our way towards self-excellence. So I've got a few questions for you. What drives you? What's your, what are some of your deepest desires? What's that thing that prompts you and just really makes you want to get out of bed in the mornings? Uh, if you're like most people, you're probably not sure what some of these different things are. Uh, however, what we want to talk about today is beginning to understand the six basic human needs. And once you start to get a, a feel and a grasp for what that's all about, I think you'll start to understand where those motivations come, where your desires come from, and why you're so excited sometimes to get up and get moving because you're fulfilling the needs that you want. The challenge with it is, A, first understanding what these needs are, and then B, sometimes the needs cause you different conflicts. For example, uh, let's say you you know you have a need to have certainty, you know exactly what's going to happen, but you also have a need to have some uncertainty, which is experiencing new things. So those two things can conflict, or you might have a need to be have some significance in your life, but that can also compete with your need for love and connection. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Is getting you some more details, some more knowledge, and some more understanding of the six basic human needs. So stick around, and uh, let's get into it with our, our panel today. Good morning, gentlemen. How is everyone doing? Morning. Amazing. Awesome. So I want to start out by asking this question. The six basic human needs is not a new concept. It's certainly not a new principle. And certain people like Tony Robbins and others have been talking about it for a number of years. Um, but I want to pose the question to you before we, you know, kind of agreed this was going to be our, our topic. Were you aware of these needs? Or what had you heard or were you familiar with them in any way? Chris, what about you? Is, is this something new to you or you had heard of the six human needs before? Chris, I think you're muted. Sorry about that, guys. Is that right? Anyway, uh, I had heard of the six basic human needs before, but I hadn't seen it in print, which is a little bit different when you you know you you hear something and you know about something, but till you see it in print, it actually kind of uh, uh, it, it kind of slaps you in the face a little bit. But I, as with most of the topics that we discuss, uh, is very prevalent in my life. Uh, what you what. And on this platform, what you've done is brought it to the forefront for me and really forced me to take a, you know, a, 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 a close look at it uh, with a short view and a long view. So uh, it definitely uh, right out the gates is resonating for me when I did my, uh, my little bit of uh, research last night and was doing my little pre-reading uh, prior to going to bed. I like to um, go through the subject matter one last time before I lay down. Uh, night before. So uh, I'm excited about this subject and how it plays a part in our respective lives. So uh, I'm ready to get after it. Excellent. Thanks for sharing it. Uh, Vince, what about you? Uh, I know we talked a little bit about this uh, offline, but what has been your experience with, with these six basic needs? You know, it's funny. I, I never really thought of the six basic needs. I guess it's one of those things when you think about some of the other numbers out like seven habits or whatnot. Uh, I definitely think that, you know, these are some major bullet points, major components. And I wonder, if, you know, other things, maybe I was wondering about health, 
you know, or physical health or mental health and you got love and connection, but there's also other, other components in there too. So yeah, let's dive into it. Uh, excellent. Thanks for sharing that. And that's, I think you're right about that. And, uh, you know, as I said, these are the, uh, and, and they are very clear about using the term basic. So foundational, right? Um, but obviously in the world we live in today, uh, mental health has certainly shifted to be more of a, uh, a prevalent topic and uh, an important topic to stay on top of, be aware of where you are in, in that space for yourself and others around you. Um, so that. Yeah, probably one that could be added to the list of basic needs. We'll stick with the six. And uh, I want to start by talking about the first two on the list. This is certainty. And again, that's the need for feeling safe or having accuracy. So it's almost as if you won't make a decision, you won't move forward until you're 100% sure it's going to work or that you're right or that, that you're very confident in something. And you contrast that with number two, which is uncertainty. And I, I instantly, obviously, so well, wait, certainty versus uncertainty, and I have a need for both. That's obviously going to create conflict, right? Because you're you're you're, you're kind of got a yin and a yang thing going over there. And what uncertainty really is talking about is we as humans kind of have this need for uh, some adventure, for some trying and experiencing new and different things. But obviously, if it's you're doing something for the first time. You can't have a certainty about it because you've never done it before. So you don't know how the experience is going to be, how well you will perform at whatever the new thing is. So it kind of has this excitement to it because of that. So it's kind of contrary to the, to the certainty. So with those thoughts in mind, and Chris, I'll come to you here in just a moment. Can you think of a time or a situation where you have you know, had something and you're like, Man, I, before I move or take a step or whatever else, I need to have every bit of data be as certain as I possibly can versus another situation where you go, you know what, I just dive in head first. I know almost nothing, but let's just go for it. Has that been something that you've experienced in your life? I think that's part of the life I've been living, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> I, I was, I did a, you know, typically, I mean, we're obviously more mature people today. I'll, I'll use that phrase, but I was look. I was kind of, whenever these topics come up, I, I tend to go back in time and then I go to, and then I, I stop in the present and I always, I'm always looking a little bit ahead um, as far as, you know, my goals and dreams. But I remember as a young man, a lot of, I mean, I think I've, I think this is all, I think this is something that's ingrained in you, but I think as a young man, we, we place less emphasis on, the certainty and un uncertainty in our lives. We're just kind of living, you know, uh, and then I, you know, and then, I, and then you fast forward to today and I'm looking at this and I'm saying under the under number one, which is certainty, um, things like physical safety, financial security, and emotional stability are very important in my day-to-day -day travels. I mean, it's, it's ingrained now, but that's the mature, that's the mature me, the, the 20 something, 30 something me, was just always barreling forward, uh, never worrying about necessarily worried about consequences and, you know, and things that happen along the way, uh, even to the point of uh, thinking, you know, I, we, I think we talked about this in the la our last um, telecast. We were talking about the, the mind's of, um, tendency to go to the negative side of things, um, which is a natural, but I think when you're younger, Everything for the depending now depending on how you were conditioned and what kind of lifestyle you lived, 
you tend everything tends to always be on the positive side as a young man because you're just you're you're in that what I call that bulletproof stage in life where you don't think that you can you know I'm I'm, I'm you know as Arnold Schwarzenegger said once I ain't got time to bleed you know in the type situation um, so with that being said you fast forward to today and the three things that recommend that represent the certainty of this. Uh, are very important to me. Obviously, um, I'm conditioned a certain way due to some of the things that have happened to me in my life. Um, the physical safety, I'm always worried about that. Um, you know, especially after someone who's, you know, I've been hit by a car. You know, that, that'll tend to do that to you. If you've been hit by a car and you, in my mind, had a near-death experience. So that kind of shapes a lot of how I move today because I'm always, you know, I, I understand the mortality of it all. Um, and then you go a little bit beyond that, you know, um, you segue out of the, you know, I know that we've all lived that paycheck to paycheck mentality because that's, that's where we were, depending on, you know, how, how we rolled our life out. Um, I, I look for a little more, you know, a little more security and stability. Um, and especially in my emotional situations, we talk about that all the time, the, the uh, mental fitness and, and things of like that. I think we we're growing into a society that puts an emphasis on these things. You know, it's more and more universally across the board where folks are looking at those type of things because they you you realize it also gives you the ability if you you really zero in on the certainty side of it, it allows you to wade into that water of uncertainty and variety with a little more confidence um, and a little more comfort. Excellent. Thanks. So, uh, and you're right about that. And that's, I, I do think there is certainly an element of youth versus maturity and how you probably approach some of those things. Uh, you know, when, as you said, when you're in your 20s, that's when you're jumping off the roof because you can into the swimming pool, you know, because you didn't know any better. <laughs> and then you reach a certain age and you go, that probably wasn't the best idea when I was jumping off the roof of the house into the swimming pool, right? Uh, but again, those are the, those types of things that we're talking about, the certainty versus uncertainty and the new experiences of life. And again, just how they can conflict. Vince, what about you? What 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 do you have and what kind of experiences have you had with you with your, your journey in life? Mm, well, this is a really good timing of a question because so much of what I've been working on in personal growth has related to these six fundamental basic needs and you know the question of of certainty uncertainty it's a tough one in the sense of you're you're trying to you know not take yourself too seriously be kind to yourself you know um look at things as play you know fun and enjoyment uh you know and and really what it comes down to is how can you reduce the amount of stress and stress is one of those things where we hear about it, you know, it's, it's the, it's the killer, you know, besides salt, <laughs> but the amount that the things that stress does to our physiological body and how, you know, our mind can, you know, induce and create ailments. And, and even down to when you think about how, you know, how you deal with, with really tough situations um, and then how people get through that. So, you know, I just finished watching a series from Dr. Joe Dispenza called Rewired. And it was really, really fascinating because I, I had been 
learning about a lot of these principles and a lot of these, you know, things. And I'm, I'm such a, a science data geek where, you know, the woo woo sometimes isn't as, uh, as, as I don't align as much, but I'm watching this and I'm watching him, him explain in this, this series about how like the physiological side of things does it. And then how specifically certainty and uncertainty plays a major role in our, in our journey, because you're right, we want both. You know, sometimes we want security in this, but most of the time we want, you know, fun and excitement and, you know, jumping on the plane the next thing or romance and all these other things too. So, you know, that the balance that dance is such a, such a fascinating thing where I think at the end of the day for, for all these things, it just comes down to perception and mindset. So no matter what, when, when bad things happen, we can see and have gratitude and we can see the positive things and we can realize that the universe has a different plan for us or whatnot and it's okay to be scared and it's okay to have fear but there's things you can do to minimize that or change that mindset where you know um, all is not lost and that's where we as a society and a culture need to evolve into providing more of that um, that mental fitness as, as mr black said and the resiliency side and that makes perfect sense and i agree with you and you know you, you brought up something in there i think it's key and, and vince you were talking about stress right and you know um well no matter how you look at this i i would say that the certainty side of it is what could potentially produce stress because you are trying so hard to really nail down every A, every dot, every I, cross every T and make sure everything's in line. So perfection. that's, yeah, perfectionism, right? And then however, the flip side of that coin is the uncertainty is kind of what relieves the stress, right? It's that adventurous <laughs> side of you. It's that throw your cares to the wind and, 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 and do that piece. So trying to find, as you said, that balance of, of that is is an important thing and that's really why i wanted to start at, at the top with with these two because initially it just creates this conflict that you really have to understand when we talk about the basic needs of humans um that that's there and that's where some of the stress may be coming from in your life but if you're unaware that you have a need for both sides of that coin the certainty piece and the uncertainty piece and that's not something you're aware of that could be causing a lot of conflict in your life and a lot of stress in your life. And you're questioning your own decision-making and why I really crave this, but also really crave that kind of thing, right? Uh, so very important. And I really wanted to get that onto the table. Anything else? Go ahead. So I think, I think you know, going back to it is, you know, when you, when you do all this personal growth and self-development, you really got to figure out who you are. Because I believe a lot of that that push and pull, that conflict comes down to what you think people want you to be or what society thinks they want you to be. So it's, it's both ways. And so, you know, when you can figure out, and, and I'm not talking Myers-Briggs level stuff, I'm talking, you know, what kind of leadership style, where, where do you sit in terms of uncomfortability? You know, I was just in this three-day workshop and it was talking about, you know, what level of, you know, dominance do you play in your professional life or your, you know, and, and again, you, your, your lives and the people you interact with can be very different. 
you can take more of a uh, kind of a dominant role versus a submissive role in your relationships. And but what is the general trend? Where do you <clears throat> where do you find your most comfort? You know, where do you find that balance piece of it? And then you know you could be you could it just really defines where you fit on that quad chart. And then from there, it's like, okay, here's how you trend and you accept this. Are you okay with this? And because this is just a reality of who you are. And then once you can accept that reality, it's like, okay, now I need to grow and be a, you know, uh, a linguist. So you can speak different tongues and languages and cultures for other people in terms of what their needs are. You know, of course, putting your needs, um, hopefully first and center because, you know, it's just like in the airplane, you got to take care of your mask first. Otherwise you're no good to anyone else. Yeah. Could not agree more. Chris, looks like you have something you want to add on top of that. Yeah. I want to chime in. I actually going to piggyback on Vinny's. Um, I think the, the key word I, I got out of what he just said was the balance of it all. Um, the reality is we do, I think each, each individual is looking for some certainty in their lives uh, and, and, and their travels. Um, but there's also that need for uh, a constant to periodic challenge that the uncertainty side of the fence represents. Um, and then I, I want to go back this a, a second on the part where we're talking about what society, what we believe society is looking forward out of it. Me, I've been, I don't know if you want to say I've been guilty of it, but the reality is, is I've, most of my uh, adolescent to uh, early adult and even, you know, even as early as five, 10 years ago, I was living because I was trying to, I, my mind was telling me, well, what do people want to see out of me? You know, what, what, what do they want from me? What will they accept from me um, to, to make me, cause I, you know, I'm a leader in my own, let me quali qualify. I'm a leader in my own right, but I'm also somebody who enjoys being a part of something. You know, especially if it's something good and for the better of the greater good, then I then I'm kind of all for it. Uh, I was thinking for a hot second. I was like, I'm really I'm very fortunate in my life that I have uh, some a couple of good groups of uh, uh, people that I'm involved with, present company included, where you you folks allow me to be who I am. You nurture me as you recognized who I am and who I'm becoming and some of my own, you know, we all have our, we all have that, that, that need to be fed certain things. And I think I'm on that level. I'm just super fortunate to be with a group that challenges me. They allow me to, you guys allow me to be me, but you also periodically challenge me to be who, who you believe I am. And what that tells me is it shows me it, it, it falls back into that category of, I know I'm cared for. I mean, we do a lot of ribbing between, you know, as, as a group, we do a lot of joking and poking and, and things like that. And I've gotten to a point now where I used to let, you know, the, you know, that, that, what that underlying message that we think we're hearing, I used to allow that to bother me. And now it's like, no, these guys know me. They're in their own little way. They're, they're kind of nudging me forward or, or, or in some cases pulling me forward. And that's a great thing because you imagine if people have friends that don't tell them, you know, they don't promote your growth, that it's constantly just, you know, you're being knocked down, you know, you're, you're being critiqued and knocked down at your expense for, so somebody else can walk over your back. 
you know, make themselves look better. There are groups like that running around where, you know, it's just, it's narcissistic in nature. But I think I'm very fortunate because um, without you guys around me, I don't know if you guys, you guys keep helping to, you know, keep my growth, keep me on the growth path. And in certain cases, you accelerate my growth. And while sometimes that in, that tends to take me back into that uncertainty stat category, I'm grateful at the end of the day, once I process it all and some of the messages that have been delivered and some of the things that I've shared, what I'm looking for out of life, you guys seem to gravitate to it and, and water me as, as needed sometimes. And I'm super grateful for it. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll end this little segment with, with, I always have that in my head about Brian, what Brian, you said to me uh, a while, but a few months back about if I'm going to be your supporter, I occasionally have to be your tormentor. I'm going to be your mentor. I also have to be your tormentor. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. And I, I, that, that thought never goes very far from my head, especially when it gets, you know, it gets a little weird in my head. I have to remind myself, you know, this is, this is kind of the, the territory that we're in and it's a good territory to be in. One hundred percent. So, Chris, I want to jump in there because you, you hit on something which is exactly where I was going to go next with talking about certainty versus uncertainty, and you're really just talking about the how you evolve, or how you have evolved, or what pushes you to evolve over time. And I think that's if there's anything we can relate back to as humans, and that as some of the root causes of this, <laughs> let's literally go prehistoric. There were times when we knew we needed to get out of the cave and go get food because that was a need. So that was a certainty thing. If I am going to live, I have to go find food. However, the uncertain piece was there's a dinosaur out there who's waiting to chomp your head off, right? But you had to do that risk reward, that certainty, uncertainty, take that adventure, take that risk to go out and, and take care of the other need, which was, was the certainty piece. So for me, I, I look at the, the need for certainty and then contrasting that with uncertainty is that's how you evolve so that's the evolutionary piece of life of yourself of your experiences uh, because without taking those uncertain risks uh, i think you end up being stuck you know you limit yourself in some ways from my perspective uh, so you have to step outside of that box push the envelope a little bit uh, that helps not only move you along but that's how society i think uh, moves along as well. So that that's part of how I think we contribute contribute to the greater good of advancement and evolution and all those things is by actually being in that place of uncertainty or as I always say, getting learning to embrace discomfort. So getting yourself into that mind space and, and learning. So go ahead. Vince. I got a question for you. Yeah. So if if you had to define again, I'm 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 evolving more towards a non-binary in, in the sense of like you have to pick this or this right there's only two options because we know there's never just two options but for uncertainty and certainty for you where do you lie in terms of where you feel you're most comfortable again I, that's a great question and i'll answer it kind of similar to chris but different if you go back to my younger days uh i would i, I obviously say definitely uh leaning more towards the uncertainty side because you're, I think, a little bit more carefree, et cetera. And obviously, as you mature, I think you do start to look for things that are more concrete. 
However, there's also uh, an advantage to that too from the uncertainty side, because for me, what that also is, I have a, a different database now of experiences and personal knowledge, personal understanding of self, the world, and, and many other things. So I can now be, I think, more decisive and definitive in those things that I can be uncertain about, right? And be, and be to a degree more comfortable with it because I have started to learn where my capabilities are, where my personal limitations are, and then where I feel I need to challenge myself in those different realms because I have a, a different awareness of self and, and all the other things that feed into me and my quote unquote personal universe. So, um, I actually seek that balance. I, I, again, as it says here, I need that. So it is really hard for me to say I fall completely on one side or the other, but I would definitely say if I had to say, which way do I lean? I would even say to this day, I still lean more to the uncertainty side because I know that's what's needed to push me forward and, and keep me growing and evolving. So that's why I challenge myself basically. Mm, change, change is good. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> there's, uh, there's people who challenge you on that, but I think change is good. You know, but again, uh, change for a lot of people is very uncomfortable place to be. And so let's, let's let's shift to the next one. I think we've we've talked a lot about certainty and uncertainty. The next one really talks about significance. And right, oddly enough, right now today, we, we have uh, all, all guys here on the session today. And one thing that has come up in a previous episode, and I believe Chris mentioned it, was talking about being the authoritative or author, uh, authoritative figure in relationships and coming from a place of authority and how a lot of times with men, uh, that's kind of where our mindset might go. And significance to me, kind of equals that you're wanting to place yourself in a place of authority to feel important to feel valued how do you guys look at that when they talk about significance for you in your world in your universe uh how does that play out and chris I'll, I'll come to you first well you know it's funny i looked i looked at this right and i was sitting there like you know you read something and you're like okay and the first thing I looked at, I was like, it says the need to feel important and valued. And my initial, my initial reaction was, I don't need to feel important. However, I do need to feel valued. That is tantamount for me. You know, any situation I'm involved in or any situation I'm, that I'm asked to, to have input um, in, I, I want my input to be valuable. Um, and it's sometimes that doesn't mean that you speak the loudest. It doesn't mean you speak the longest. Um, it doesn't mean you're at the front, at the, at the front head of the, 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 the line, you know, to be, to feel, I don't, I don't, I don't, have a, I don't need to do that. But, but I also want, when, when I, when someone asks me something, you guys ask me, or, or, or even today we're participating, I want to be a valuable contributor. That's, that's my goal when I wake up every day in my everyday life is to to be valuable in some some shape or form now you know it'll, it, it takes on different important we're back to the word it takes on a different importance for different people your value and your contribution in life but i think if you 
you make sure that what you, if your goal is that you bring something valuable to the table, I, I want to bring value to the universe. I mean, that's, that's my reason for being sometimes sure. And I think if you put it on that level, you're going to benefit on an individual le level because you, you've made yourself a part of this process. Um, and you, you really want to see if you can help, you know, I'm one of those people I want to help people. You know, I want, I mean, that's why I do this. I want to help someone out here who's sitting back and saying, okay, I can relate to Chris. Um, uh, cause there's certain times I'm not sure. You know, I mean, I want, I'm, I'm still getting used to this being, being on camera, so to say, so to speak. Uh, I am. I mean, I'm, I'm honest about it. I mean, if, if anything, I'm honest to a fault. But, uh, you know, when I look at that, that's the first thing I gravitate to. You know, it's our relationships, it's our work, it's our hobbies. Um, obviously, I have some hobbies. We all have hobbies. But all those things, it, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act um, to get what you want, which is to be satisfied at the end of the day that, you did something good and something tangible and something that, that at least some folks can relate to, you know, it's not about, it's not about the all it's not about, it's about the few. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And I agree with you on that. So, uh, Vince, I'm going to come to you next and just, you know, give me your perspective when you talk about significance, um, and how that's played, you know, roles in your life and, and, how it's from a priority standpoint too, uh, because I think sometimes we, as, as we see, we can be a little full of ourselves and as a term we've, we've probably all heard before. Uh, so I'd just be curious to hear your perspective on it. Hmm. Um, I remember back in college, one of the books that was really quite profound to me was uh, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. You guys read that one, Dale Carnegie? And it was, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's such a timeless piece where I think I read it like, a decade later and I was like, wow, this is so rich of just amazing stuff. And one of the quotes that I, I, I typed out, printed, cut, and then put on the bottom of my monitor screen was to acknowledge, appreciated, and valued. And if you're not doing whatever it is and you're not getting that or feeling that, then you know the juice is not worth the squeeze. So value to me is really important and you know again it's 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 it comes down to that perception side of you know where you find value where you see value or where others see value in you and what you do so if you don't value yourself or you think poor of yourself or you you know have too much um whatever then yeah, you're not going to think very highly and others are probably not going to see you think highly of yourself too. So that gratitude piece or that mindset piece of what value is and how and where you find value, because I, you know, going back to the whole uncertainty thing and even down to relationships and love and everything like that, it's, it's how we address the world. It's how we show up. It's, you know, when you open it up with like, what, what, wakes you up like what keeps you going like why are you that it's you know when you evolve from your own self to that of being a father you know and so now it's like okay my value is connected to that agreed so i want to kind of come back to that and i'm going to come back to each of you with a, a follow-up question but let me say this first um 
one of the things that I think comes when we start talking about significance obviously has to do with, you know, you as an individual and what you are uh, contributing to and, and as, as we've said, feeling valued and, and all those pieces of it. But then the other thing that I think gets lumped in automatically is uh, wealth and income, you know, because there's a, there's a status piece to that. And so for my chair, uh, you know, we and Chris, it's funny, we were just talking, just came up in our meeting the other day. We were talking about, you know, well, yes, money is important. We all know, yes, it is an important fact. You need it to survive. We, we get that. So but we were discussing the, the thing about wealth and whether you would prefer. And again, this is, uh, I think, a personal preference, what different people have need and want. And that is anonymous wealth or fame and fortune, right? And which side of that coin do you fall on? So that's kind of my follow-up question is, A, do you see wealth as an important piece of your significance or not? You know, how is that value? How does that play into it? And then B, um, is it important to you that, you know, it, the fame and the fortune are together? Or if just the fortune comes, you're okay with that and nobody knows your name kind of thing, right? Because significance is kind of saying, I want to be seen, I want to be heard, I want to be valued, right? So that that's kind of my question. So Chris, I'll come to you first and just kind of share, you know, your thoughts and perspectives on, on, on those things. Well, like I said, it, it just kind of also piggyback, piggybacks onto the point of, uh, to, in the significance, do, do the need to feel important. Um, I'm, I'm important within the group of people that I need to be important to, but I'm, but there's also the fact that it, there's value in me and I don't need to be, believe me, I have, I have come to the conclusion that I, I have no desire to be famous per se. Um, but like I said, I, you know, I mean, yes, I would like to, wealth would be something that I would like to attain, but I definitely would want to, you know, if all of a sudden I woke up tomorrow and I had hundred million dollars in the bank, that would be a quiet hundred million dollars because actually there's only a handful of people that I would even want to know that I even have even close to that kind of money, because you know what would happen all the vultures would come out of the woodwork. All the people who said, all the people who love me would come out of the woodwork. And I, I just would, you know, I just, I, I would, I can't, I've, I've, believe me, I have imagined it many, 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 many times and will continue to man, imagine it many, many, many times until probably to my dying day of what it would be like to all of a sudden have this financial security that allows me to do all the things that I dream of doing. But I wouldn't, you know, just like a perfect example would be cars. We talk about cars all the time, right? I'm in, I'm actually in this stage now. I'm, I'm looking at cars going into the next year. And I, I could never see myself spending $300,000 on a car. It, 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 it just doesn't make fiscal sense for me. But then again, I've never had 50 million in the bank. So I would, I don't, so I don't know how I'm going to truly act when that comes. But the person that I'm that's sitting here today would probably only want to spend less than $100,000 on a car. And would have to be, you know, obviously I've been, I'm a car person, so it would have to meet certain criteria. Um, but there's a certain part of me that wants to be, you know, modest and not necessarily seen. But then there's also part of me that you enjoy, you know, occasional eyes on you 
Like, who's that guy? Ooh, that's a nice car. You know, that type of stuff. That's, that's, a, I think that's, I don't think that's necessarily uh, uh, just a male thing. I think that's a people thing, but you know, I, uh, I'm kind of losing my thought for a second. Sorry. <laughs> But um, well, I think we all have a certain amount of I'll use the term vanity when it comes to that. And that's something we might get caught up in. Uh, Vince, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this is definitely something that I've been thinking about and around, you know, because I'm in my 40s. And, uh, you know, what is the value? Where do I what is the impact and what what do I truly want? And I think, you know, when I think of those folks that have raised their capital wealth, all the funds, right, the, the monetary value, and then I, I, I hear their stories of, you know, on so-and-so's deathbed or whatnot, you know, just, just had one of them pop up yesterday about, you know, um, when people are on their deathbed, what do they say? What do they want? What do they regret? What do they wish? And, you know, it's no one ever says, I wish I worked more or I wish I made more money, you know? <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, as a parent now watching your kids grow up and you think about, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's to be able to live a life without want. And want is such a diverse thing because we, as a culture, are so fixated on material wealth and stuff. And then, you know, I, I, I really resonate today, at least, with, with more of a, you know, Marie Kondo kind of, you know, does this provide value for you? You know, does this make you happy? And then more of the idea of, like, tiny homes and just travel. So maybe, you know, someone asked me this uh, recently about the wealth side. Well, it's the idea that, um, you know, if there's something that I want to do, or experience or take my family or do something like that and and go i would much rather spend money on that or, or invest in that because that's the stuff that you think back on and you're like oh my god we did this and that and that it's not necessarily i bought a three hundred thousand dollar car sure i wouldn't mind driving one sounds like fun um but in the day it's, it's still a car and um you know more money more problems in the sense of like well now i gotta do all this other stuff so uh, when, when, when you say wealth or you say value, I think of, well, will it provide me more time? The time value of wealth. Will it provide me more things where I'm able to do other things with the people that I care about and love? Then absolutely. You know, and if that, if that means that material wealth or, or money is the requirement, then, you know, now we got to balance that out. You know, is it about chasing the money or letting the money come to you? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and Vinay, I like what you said there about time, right? Because time, I think, is, is a big piece of it. And um, the the thing with wealth is it frees you up to to have, I think, more control of and what you do with your time. You can't get more time because a minute is a minute. So it doesn't matter, you know, whether you have $10 in the bank or $100 million in the bank. It, it just doesn't matter. But from a time standpoint, but what you do with that time, I think is you do have more power and more control and, and with that piece of it. So, but from, from a significance, 
I, I think we're all on the same page, which is, I think, an interesting thing for our audience to take away from this is, it all, as it says, it's feeling important or feeling valued. And for me, the exact same feeling valued is the, the most important piece of um, what I want, what how I want to be uh, shown some appreciation, uh, those types of things. And it's not, I don't want to be shown appreciation. You know, that's the whole thing about, when you talk about management and leadership, and everybody runs around patting everybody on the back. That a boy, good job, good job. You know, um, that doesn't do anything for me necessarily. You know, uh, and, and and so, but showing your gratitude and your appreciation in other ways that make me actually feel valued versus that old pat on the back. You know, it's like the puppy and you rub the dog, the dog's head. Oh, good boy. You know, I said, well, that's a, that's a bit much. That, so that's kind of my my personal takeaway on that. But I think that's a very important, very important piece from an awareness standpoint that you understand uh, how you roll, what makes you tick. So question based on that, that example yours is, it sounds like you want an authentic, you want authenticity. Want authenticity, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, the hoorah and blah, that's that's that that doesn't that doesn't do much for me and that's also the difference when two words that get i think jumbled up and this is a little bit off topic but i think still relevant to what we're talking about right now and that's um being motivated or being inspired right mm. because they are actually two different things and so uh, i think you know the motivation is the rah rah skumba let's get out let's do it cheerleader kind of stuff right uh but in my mind, that's always going to have a temporary or a short-term impact. But if when you are inspired by something or by someone, that can last a lifetime, right? In my opinion, so that's the the, the, the line that I like to draw when I hear that, and, and how I prefer to be interacted with is inspire me. You know, no, I don't need the motivation. I, the motivation is already in me, and, and especially if I'm inspired, then I'm going to act and I'm going to do because I'm inspired. Uh, but that's how I see it and from my perspective. Can I add something? Absolutely. So it's funny, I was just thinking about this and I thought, um, you know, t time is very important. You know, one of the things I've been zeroing in on um, most recently uh, this year is that um, I have, it's the first time in my life, um, and it's obviously circumstance, that I, that I have most everything I need I'm working on the things that I want right now. Um, and it's a, and actually, you know, as I, as I think about it, it's a really advantageous place to be when you know that, you know, yeah, I mean, I still got to go make some money here and there, but I've been very fortunate. I haven't sat in anybody's office in almost two years. You know, I mean, I've been, I've had that ability based on the things that I do professionally to be able to make money by either sitting at the house or, or through other means. Um, one of the other things I thought about is I'm very fortunate to the fact that I have some people that push, push my growth. You know, I, I keep reminding myself, Brian, I'm sitting here looking at you and I'm like, we've been friends for 25 years. I know, I know, I know. I'm celebrating it, okay? First and foremost, I'm going to celebrate it. You have been a very, you know, no, you didn't pay me to say what I'm going to say about you, Brian, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
Um, you've been a very integral part of my growth and my ascension in life. And I want somebody to say that about me one day. I mean, I would love to hear somebody say, you know, Chris, you were just so you were instrumental in my life. Um, and I'm very, I'm very lucky because I think what I'm trying to get to is there are people that are walking through life right now that don't have a Brian Murray in, in their life or Chris Black or, or uh, Vince Kimura. They don't have the type of people that we are in their lives on a day in and day out basis, pushing, promoting, uh, tolerating. You know what I mean? Because I know I'm difficult. There are certain days I'm difficult. You know, I know that about me and I, I'm willing to admit that and, and own that. Um, for me, um, money is great. We want money. I'm, I'm, believe me, we're, you know, you and I are working on a project to some degree venture in on this thing. We're working on a project that may create some more money than I've ever seen. Um, but at the end of the day, people are the currency. People are truly the currency in this, this, this thing called life. And if you put value into people, you're going to be rewarded in, in some sort, some sense, whether it be financially, emotionally, or otherwise, you're going to be rewarded. If you can put that in front, unfortunately, we're in a society right now where uh, everybody's just super, super selfish, super, super vain. Um, and it's, and it's super, super, I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. That's, that's kind of that thing back to the car thing. You know what I mean? That's part of what that is. I have vanity in my program. I just, it's, 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 it has shrunk to certain degrees as to what it used to be when I was 25 or 30, or even into my, you know, early forties. Um, and I think it's about having the priorities, uh, the significant, the significance in your priorities of how you're trying to live your life. And, and that, and then that authentic, that, uh, authentic piece rolls around in there too. Are you being authentic in this journey that you are on with your respective, uh, goals and ask goals, dreams, and aspirations? Chris, thanks for that. And I want to, it's a perfect segue actually to the next, um, one of the, the six needs and that is love and connection. And you just spoke to the relevance of people in your life, the connections that you have with people in your life and why that's important. Uh, and that, and I think that's very true. And that, that's a huge need uh, that I think people sometimes um, understand, but also don't value in the right way or don't, I, I probably a better way to say not value, but prioritize and place certain emphasis and accepting those needs and who those people may be and why they need them in their lives, why they certain individuals are just there, as you said, our friendship for decades now and why that's been relevant uh, and opening yourself up to allow that to happen is the other part of it is sometimes we can get so uh, trying to emotionally protect ourselves and or these types of things, we close ourselves off instead of opening ourselves up and letting the people that are truly gonna be relevant to us and are gonna matter to us come closer, understand us better, see the authentic sides of ourselves, show that emotion so that the pain, the good, the bad, the joy, as Chris said, the days when I'm difficult, you know, that's the whole package, right? But it's, I think it boils down to self-awareness and then also uh, just being honest with yourself about what it is that you either 
need, want, or expect out of the people that are in your universe for you personally, and then opening that door to allow that to flow. And that, again, it's a two-way street too. I think that's the other, the other important piece of it is um, what you may need from someone and you get that from that individual, what you give back to them could be something totally different. So it's not even a one-to-one -one relationship from that standpoint as to the need or the want or the expectation that's flowing from one to the other. But the key is that there is something that each side is gaining that's of value to them. And, and being open to that, I think is a very important piece. Uh, so I mean, I'm gonna come to you first, just really to help you kind of uh, share your perspective on that, especially when we talk about love and connection and how that I really think kind of binds us together at a different level, just from a human experience standpoint. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's um, I, I actually really enjoy talking about this particular subject because I feel like you know, loving connection for all of us are, you know, to love and be loved. And, you know, I know my own attachment style, you know, it's, it's, it's avoided. And so the idea that, you know, once you can start looking in at all the different things, the triggers and the, the programming, as they call it, you know, how are you programmed? And so one of the things that I have, um, learn most recently through some of this personal growth stuff is you know the stories the experiences that we grew up with as a child um you know they happen right it's all the bad stuff we mostly remember the bad stuff it's all that bad stuff we remember and then our mind associates a meaning behind each of those stories and so that that association is, you know, why we do the things we do in terms of, I don't know, phobias or whatnot, or, or coming down to the level of degree to which we accept uncertainty and be comfortable with uncertainty. And so all that stuff kind of comes together. And then, you know, what, what I'm really thinking about around love and connection is, you know, okay, one, how do I, how do I make sure that I love myself first and foremost in the, the day, right? Cause nothing else matters. And being okay with me being alone with myself, because and that's it's a tough one. It's so tough because you know yeah, for forty years of my life, it was one of those things where you know being alone wasn't fun, and being alone was scary, and and thinking that you're gonna end up and die alone, it's like well that sucks. So you know. Even though I know that when you can embrace and feel comfortable with, like in the, the day, it's whatever you want to manifest, you know. So if your if your goal is to manifest a really deep relationship with people that you are authentic with, you're your truest self, then you know you got to be able to do the hard stuff early on, and be totally okay with that and love yourself. 100% agree with you there, Vince. And, you know, it's a very important piece about, uh, as you said, love yourself, but and love yourself to a point where you're comfortable with being alone with yourself. And I think people struggle so much with that piece of it. Uh, so much. And so much with that. Uh, and, 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 you know, the challenge there is then you start making 
I, I can't say they're all going to be bad decisions, but your decisions become based in trying to ease that tension for yourself. So that, that's when you probably start to make maybe some not of your, your better judgments uh, when you're in that space and you're in that mindset, right? So really getting to be comfortable with A, loving yourself, B, being comfortable just being with yourself. Uh, is, is, a, is a major piece of it. Chris, what about you? What has been your experiences and, and your perspective on just the, the whole love connection, uh, understanding yourself pieces of it? I think you're muted still, Chris. <laughs> At the end of the day, um, I have a strong need as well as a desire to be connected to others. Uh, it is actually something that feeds who I am. It promotes who I am, uh, especially if you're around the, you know, as I mentioned earlier, if you're around the right people, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with the right people, it's, it's, an, it's actually a no brainer. Um, and, and truly for me, and I only say for me, but I got to believe there's a lot of more people out there, uh, present company included that that is a strong proponent to your emotional well-being. You know, I'm, I'm a social creature by nature, but I'm also uh, uh, one of those type of people that I can be by myself too. Now, I, you know, it's, I don't want to stay, I, I, I don't want, I, there's balance. There has to be balance in, in, in this process. But I really strongly love not being around everybody, but just being around people that are always promoting, you know, whether it's even, even on those lighthearted days, when we're just having fun. I'm still getting some, I'm still getting some emotional benefit. You know, perfect example is us playing golf. So golf is, is technically it's a social sport, but it's also a solitary sport because you're going to get parts where you're all by yourself. You know, you're all by yourself with your thoughts, you know, you're, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and I think it's a, you know, it's a great, I, I tell people all the time who don't play, I say it's a great sport because it allows you to, to think and work on things besides, you know, you're working on golf, but you're also working on yourself because you're, you're really in this, it's, it's singular and in, in somewhat in nature. Um, and for me, human interaction is the key component in, 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 in our emotional growth. It's definitely a key component in my emotional growth. And it's very necessary. Uh, I, I look forward to it. At, almost any turn because I'm always trying to, like I said, I'm at a stage right now where I'm literally, you know, waking up every day. The challenge is the growth. Uh, the challenge is, you know, right now, I'm, excuse me, I am trying to deal with some uncertainty. I'm actually going, we're, we're going down a road where there is some, really some uncertainty. And I'm trying to visualize, I'm trying to visualize what uh, what we're trying to do uh, as a collective and as a, as an in, 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 as an individual, what I you know what my long term goes and aspirations because I actually for the first time in my life I know where I want to go. Now how do I get there? Well, I get there through my own individual work on my own, but I also get there through the collective that of the folks that I'm actually involved with. You know, you guys are going to help me fill in the my deficiencies, some, you know, some of my holes, uh, some of the things where I'm not that great and you're going to make me better. And there's a certain bit of satisfaction that I take away every day because I do self, I do self assessment 
not every day, but as a general whole, I, I assess myself, you know, in these small windows of time, how I handled a certain situation, how I, how I will handle that situation when it's presented to me the next time, because I, I think that's about, that's the constant evolution of human beings. Um, you know, some of the discomfort that when I find that I didn't like my behavior or how I handled something that came across, you know, that was presented to me and how I'll handle it the next time. You're going to make yourself better. We will support your efforts of making yourself better. And the question is, I think where you're saying is we, each of us self-sabotage ourselves based on what it is that we want to manifest what the universe wants to provide for us and we just need to get out of our own way so you said this before it's like i'll call you out on your bs because i'm like i see the pattern repeating itself question is when you're ready to get off that train and do something different and it's scary it's so tough it's so hard but, uh, but I appreciate you commenting the fact that you helped me move because that was clearly a very positive experience for you. <laughs> you know, I told you, I was like, you know, I got to love you a lot if I'm going to help you move. I'm not a moving man. Okay? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I felt that the entire time. <laughs> well, here's the funny part. I actually got something out of that. Oh, yeah. As crazy it was, I, I walked, the walk away was, I actually got something out of that. I actually helped a good friend of mine. I could see in you, after it was all said and done, I could see in you, there was relief. You know, there was a mm. sense of, I have somebody here that actually cares about me enough to give me this time to play this role that he clearly is, is not really <laughs> down for, you know, because <laughs> in the early stages, well, I was bitching and moaning about it <laughs> i needed the big guns mr black i needed the big guns you know that's why you go to the gym right <laughs> right right absolutely absolutely so let's just segue. this is a perfect time to segue to talking about moving on to the next one past love and connection we start to talk about which is well kind of where we were anyway personal growth and you know that's really what the whole ascent academy and this podcast is really all about is uh, helping you kind of move themselves forward and whatever that looks like. So personal personal growth is obviously a need to learn or to grow as a person, you know, individually. Uh, and, you know, for me and for my chair, when I look at that, um, it's something that uh, it, I think really just resonates with me at, at my core uh, of learning and being a, a constant learner and taking on new challenges and experiencing new things. Uh, and it's it's so crazy because I look back on my job history and the different things that I've done, and the list it literally is a shotgun blast because it's just it's all over the place. Uh, but the knowledge and the experience that I gain from just trying all these things, you know, a year or two here or a year or two there, has given me such different perspectives and such a knowledge base of just life and the world and what what the potential is and what talents or skills that I didn't even know that I had the capacity to even do or learn by kind of throwing myself into it and, and kind of learning by doing. And I think that's a key component when you talk about personal growth is we all have a set of inherent natural strengths, right? And I'm not saying don't lean into those and, and, and you know, and, and push yourself forward because you absolutely should. 
But then at the flip side of that coin is there's also areas of opportunity. And I think we all know what a few of those things are for ourselves. And, and instead of shying away from that, you know, look it straight in the eye and start to take on some challenges in those areas to help you grow and to help you evolve. So that, I think for me, that's the greatest thing you can do for yourself individually because it does two things. A, obviously it helps you to evolve your, your person, but also the strength and the mental capacity that it gives you when life gets hard and you do have challenges, it really puts you in this mindset of, well, I'll figure it out. I can conquer it. I can get through. And that's a very important piece to just kind of realize and understand. Well, Chris, I'll come to you first. Personal growth, and you kind of shared a little bit, but why has that been so important? And, and obviously you said you, you're just kind of making this quantum leap even now of figuring out you know, where it is you really want to get to. Now it's about the pathway. What's taken so long? And then what, what kind of pushed you around that curve and around that corner? Well, I think it, it, it starts obviously in, you know, if, you, if you're doing our, in our just basic form, our, just our basic, you give it a basic look, it's, it's growth. We start out with, with the idea of just the growth, personal growth. Um, when I, when I hear personal growth, I, my immediate thought is you're, you're going to challenge yourself. You know, I'm at a stage right now where I told you earlier that um, I, I believe I finally know where, you know, I know the direction I want to go. You know, I know what I want. I know, I know what I want out of life. And now it's just challenging myself and promoting myself to actually to go that distance and, and, and rely on actually you got to dig deep to rely on you know the talents that some of the talents you've developed along the way and some of the natural talents that you possessed from day one um we're you know obviously between the three of us we're you know we're working on a we're working on a project right now and it's in the early stages of it but i think to the man we believe that this project could be pretty big and it could really change our lives if we can get this thing as we say get this thing to take you know to grow legs um so the challenge for me is is to not stay small you know to not stay in my position of comfort you know my little my little my little domicile here is a, is a place of comfort for me i need to get out into the i need to get out into the world because this thing could be literally something that could be larger than I've ever even imagined. And right now I'm in that stage of why not us? Why not me? Um, and, and more importantly, believing that you are deservant of whatever, whatever it is you want, especially if it's something good. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, what I'm, what, what, what I want isn't selfish. There's a little selfishness in there for me because I want, I ultimately want to win. And, but here's the other part of that is, I want to win, but if I win, there's so many other people that I'm going to bring along in during the win. You know, there's so many people I'm going to open the door and allow them to come in out of the cold and share in, in my victory. You know, whatever, you know what I mean? So that's the part that you, the, the conditioning, the watering, um, the, the challenge of it all, it, where that lies for me. And just really... Because I think, like I said, we, you know, I think someone's, I don't know who said it earlier. We were talking about that. I think maybe it was Vinny used to talk about self-sabotaging. Um, and that's a natural human inclination is to self-sabotage because there's some 
weird thing that happened to us as a child or, you know what I mean? Or, you know, you know, abuse or, or just, you know, just how you, you know, how, you know, how you're, the, what kind of support you were given as a young person. And I keep telling myself, I deserved, I deserved the win. Now it's putting in the work, staying on track, not allowing your negative, your natural negative side to drown out all the, you know, to drown out all the good noise and the goodness of it all. Yep. 100%. So Vince, what about you? Um, and obviously, you know, personal growth is, I think one of your big motivators in, in life as well. Uh, so I'll share a little bit of what your journey has been like. Yeah. I've, I've always, um, found value and seek to personal growth, whether it's in, you know, different activities and school or college or whatnot. And, um, you know, early on, you know, we were doing this whole like rotary youth leadership stuff or, um, personal growth in the fraternity that we helped co-found and, and build back up. Uh, I, I definitely find, you know, that intersection of uncertainty to be really exciting. I, I generally actually really jump towards that uh, majority of my life, which is can be good and bad. Uh, but that is who I am. So, you know, I mentioned a couple of times already, I went to this three day uh, personal success Institute seminar. And that was really interesting because it brought over a lot of concepts and theories that I've been wanting to incorporate in my life, like meditation being one of them journaling being another you know these are all things that if you if you were to talk to all the then quote unquote more enlightened individuals out there or people that have you at least we feel like they have kind of you know been enlightened they would say these are the things that you should do right that self-reflection piece of that that holding space piece of that that kind of like you know staying with yourself so but i never did it you know mm -hmm. i heard about it i was like yeah of course i want to do it but did i do it absolutely not did I try to? Yeah, maybe some way. I gave it, I gave it, you know, I didn't even give it the college try. So uh, it, it's interesting, you know, personal growth is definitely one of those, one of those areas that, I, you know, today I live for it. You know, it's the reason why I appreciate going to Burning Man is because it's like, it's like New Year's Eve. We said this before New Year's Eve for me, where, you know, it comes full circle. And, and then, then I'm getting excited for what, what's the next intention that I want to work on in my life. And how, you know, even though I might go there with an intention of trying to, you know, think that this is the intention. And then, you know, I just kind of get slapped in the face like, well, you know, that sounds cool. But maybe, maybe you can take that same concept, but look at a different light, you know. No. So for me, it was, you know, ego death. But then it was like, well, you can focus on the negative, which is the death side. Or you could focus on the positive, which is holding more gratitude and being more present, which is it's the exact same thing. It's just different way of looking at it so mm -hmm. you know yeah i'm i'm 100 behind personal development and i think too going back to your opening about this which is really interesting when you think about the culture around how you and i and mr black too we we have very similar concept of like we like to try many things like we we like to go out there and you know we get bored about stuff you know, we get bored about different things. Hold on a second. 
just just the idea that we're we're still figuring stuff out or trying to find you know that cultural component of this too because you know the the traditional culture around personal growth was you know the very mindset around rigidity and and being in your place and you know don't overstepping your boundaries and you know you have to have this what we see today as being toxic you know it's like the whole oh well i'm the boss so you have to do exactly what i say versus you know well that didn't work and that's when bad things happen and unfortunately people die so you know, it's it's this idea that we don't know what we don't know, and how can we collectively, as a we, work on something t- together in this win-win versus this zero-sum mentality. Uh, agreed. Thanks, Ben. So Chris, uh, do you have something you wanted to add in on that? Yeah, I, I do. I, 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 Benny, what you were just talking about took me back, and I was thinking about um, my inner child. I think we all deal with, I think we all deal with our inner child a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. Um, at my earliest recollections of being an 11 year old and how shy I was and how unsure I was and uh, how I really didn't have a lot of confidence. Um, I didn't think a lot of myself um, as a being. So, um, understanding that that even at my age or our age that's something that we have to that's a challenge we have to deal with on a, on a day and i think that's where maybe you were going vince with with your talking about some of the things that you desired and wanted to go was that really it's about dealing with that inner child you know because it's our condition you know a lot of it's our conditioning as young people you know what our parents uh did or did not do to us or, or do or more importantly what they did did or did not do for us um, makes a big difference. You know what I was thinking, the other thing I was thinking about is like, and I see this every day, you know, I'm, I, I watch I watch, I watch crime dramas, I watch different things like that. I watch a lot of stuff that's really sad sometimes in nature, but what it reinforces, a, to what it reinforces within me is that one of the things my parents did for me was they did give me the the, the ability to have goals and dreams and to be able to look, you know, you know, I'm an inner, you know, I'm a inner city kid who grew up in a small predominantly black neighborhood that was landlocked around, you know, around a couple of big cities. And I, you know, as, from a young age, I knew I wanted out, you know, it, it, and as I grew, that feeling grew to the point when I got out of high school, I said, I'm out, you know, I'm going to leave. Because there's, you know, the grass, you know, for me, I know the grass, I in my heart knew the grass was greener on the other side. And I need, plus I needed to go experience it more importantly. Um, that was very big for you, Erica. So, um, so anyway, um, so those are the things even today where I am, I tap into that. And, and I use that as motivation. I use that as fuel to push me forward to now know you know now that i know where i want to go um but that's a fight sometimes you know there are days when you i fight with that i you know i i've been asked i'm going to move a little bit off this i've been asked on numerous occasions to describe myself and my description of myself is 
I'm the most extroverted introvert that you're ever going to meet. Because there's days when if I don't have to talk to anybody, I won't talk to anybody. But there are other days when I'm like, I know I got to force myself out. You know, thank God I got the people that I got around me, the friends of mine who continually, you know, call me and reach out to me and, and stay connected with me. Because I think sometimes if I didn't have that, I would fall back. And that's not what I really want out of my life is to fall back. I've been, I've, I fell back many, many years because I didn't have this. I didn't have the circle of people around me, the support system around me that I truly needed. I didn't have the support system around me that I have today that I'm very grateful for. And I'm blessed at the end of the day. You know, I've got a collection of very smart and intelligent and caring and wonderful people who prop me up, push me forward, keep me moving, kick my ass every once in a while, tell me I'm wrong, tell me to get out of my feelings. You, The list goes on and on and on. And I love you guys. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I, and I appreciate that. And you're right uh, about all those different things. It, it all matters, and especially when we're talking about personal growth. But the, the last thing I want to put on top of it, uh, as kind of a caveat, we're talking about personal growth is it's never too late, you know, and, you know, Vince earlier was talking about, you know, it's something he's been pressing for all of his life, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I just made a note here and I, I just said, forgive yourself, which is kind of also saying, just get out of your own way. Uh, the fact that you didn't do it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, last week, whenever, is actually not relevant. The whole and the most important piece is realizing from a personal growth standpoint that there are opportunities, there are places you want to go, there are uncertainties that maybe you want to challenge yourself with. Today is just as good a day as any other day, whether it was yesterday, last week, 10 years ago. So I think the most important thing is just forgive yourself, pick yourself up and just move forward from today, because there there isn't a, a a timeline necessarily, and there's actually not even a destination technically, because it is a journey, and that journey will continue and move forward and go on and on and on and on and on. So I think that's a, another important piece of it. So Erica, thank you for joining us. And we're talking about personal growth and just what that experience has been like for us and why it's important from just a personal needs. Uh, you you want to share uh, kind of what your your thoughts on that and, and where you've come from and how you got to you know, the Erica we see today? Sure. I um, I think a lot of pressure. I think I, when I was younger, I put a lot of pressure on myself that was just unnecessary, you know, mm. instead of just enjoying the moment, always thinking, you know, well, what's missing? Or if I had this, then always trying to reach for a greater happiness than just enjoying the present. And I think, I, well, I know that I've, I've taken a lot of time to develop that, to actually enjoy what's going on right right now. Um, the forgiveness piece, yeah, yeah, that that has um, kind of taken some time, I think, um, being really hard on myself when I really shouldn't, I mean, everybody has made uh, decisions that they wish they would have gone another route, perhaps. But all in all, just really knowing that as long as, uh, as coaches say, hey, if the, if the clock is still running, then that means you have time. So we just take each day at a time and just be appreciative as to what's going on around us now. That personal growth part 
You just take it a day at a time. One day at a time. And and your priorities will also shift and change as well as as time goes on and, and where you focus and, and those type things. And that's okay too. Um, you know, what, what it is you, that you thought you wanted to do or be or go uh, may shift. And th there's nothing wrong with that evolution of time and change and, and, and what you focus to. Erica, thanks for sharing that. So it kind of brings us to the last of the six uh, basic human needs. This is contribution. And we've kind of touched on contribution in some different ways as we've gone through this. Uh, I'm going to put three words on the table and then I'm going to come to each of you and kind of have you expound just based on what your, your thoughts are for contribution, why it's a need for you. And then uh, with these three words, if you think they're relevant to contribution or have been relevant for you as, as you've gone through your journey in life. So I look at three things, passion, meaning obviously what you may be passionate about. Uh, if you have a purpose, if you have uh, you know a specific target or an identified uh, purpose in life that, that you're aiming for. And also skills, uh, understanding what your personal skills from uh, you know, th th that you're strong at, natural assets that you have, and how that may play into contribution, et cetera. And uh, Chris, I'll come to you first uh, and just kind of have you share as you've evolved through life, uh, has contribution been of value to you? Why is it important? And then where do you see it taking you as, as you continue to move forward? Well, being a contributor, let's, let's, let's break it down to that, to that, it will start out like that. Being a contributor in life uh, has become huge for me. Um, it's, it's, it, it, it invokes the passion, you know, I, I'm a passionate person. I actually used to think that was be, being an emotional, passionate slash emotional was an Achilles for me. And I've actually turned that into a strength. You know, it's really about, for me, because I am an emotional creature, um, it's being able to harness that and, you know, really direct that superpower as I'm starting to make, I'm starting to turn it into a superpower, but being able to directionalize that for good um, you know, I've mentioned this many times before uh, in our podcast that, you know, I do it for the few, not the many. So my goal is to inspire and to have an effect on a few people. Now, if I, for some for some reason, I hit the many great. But the reality is, is I'm, I'm about the I'm, I'm about the few. I'm about the Chris's in the world because I think there's more Chris's running around than than. I want to, that I've given in my past, I've given credit for um, that. And that also leans into some of my purpose. You know, my purpose is to make the, to, to leave the world a better place than I found it. Um, I have what I'm starting to come into the, the belief that one of my skill sets is to unite people, is to unite and uplift people. And I'm leaning into that. I don't think that's necessarily a glamorous place to be sometimes because you do unfortunately have to say some things that uh, don't always bring people joy because sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta shock people into into the right position. Sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, get people to come off that, as you've said earlier, Vinny, come off that bullshit, you know, and being in that, you know, sometimes I find myself in that position and it's not an, it's not a comfortable place to, to be sometimes, but it is also sometimes a necessary place to be. And the reality is somebody's got to do it. And 
uh, as I've said many, many times before in, in the conversations, uh, I, I have this ability to see certain things. Sometimes there are things that are around the bend. I'm not saying I'm prophetic or anything like that, but I have that, that those innate feelings that allows me to see that. So sometimes I got to say, hey, hold on. I see where you're going with this. And I don't think that that's the way to go. And this is why I don't think you should go that direction and, and really try to lift somebody up, you know, because it's one thing to, to make a critique or a criticism with somebody, but you also have to be able to appraise them all in the same sense and let them know that you see what their goal is. Maybe they're not going about the goal the right way. Uh, we all have, you know, grown children or, well, most of us have grown children. You, you, Vinny, you don't have grown children yet, but, you know, me dealing with my, my, uh, my youngest daughter, the baby of the family, having to try to, to do that dance with her because I see so I see so much of her so see so much of me and her and I know it pisses her off sometimes when I when I come at her with this stuff because you know because she feels like I'm being the authority so having to try to tailor my message so that I'm not that looking like that I'm that you know that angry dad or that you know that that person who knows it all because I don't know it all but I do know what I know and that's the part that sometimes when you're dealing with, most of the time we're dealing with younger people, you know, trying to find that balance with them in the conversation while allowing them to be who they are, or be who they're trying to be um, is a delicate dance sometimes. But I knew the mission was dangerous when I took it. So, you know, now I'm already, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I have my tools. I have my marching orders. And, and, and I, I just got to keep doing it. So, like I said, sometimes it doesn't, you know, we, Brian, I think we had a conversation the other day. Sometimes what's right doesn't feel right, but it doesn't make it any less right. 100% Chris. Thanks for sharing that. Eric, I'll come to you next, uh, just based on, you know, your life's journey and uh, that the, obviously you know, the trials and tribulations that we all have. How is that related to your your feeling, the need for contribution, your passion, your purpose, and all those different things? Yeah. I've been working with families for, I guess, uh, family issues about 25 plus years now. And one of the things that I've really realized, really in working with you guys, is that I have a lot of experience of hearing people talk about their problems, right? And I have a lot of experience seeing people get through it. So for me, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is sharing with people that one, they are not weird, two, there are no new problems. There's no new situation in the universe that all of a sudden miraculous, miraculously has appeared and, mm -hmm. um, and sharing that with them. And when, and when people realize that, even though they're in pain, it kind of comforts them and knowing and being reminded that one, you're not the only one, two, you're not stupid. You know, lots of times people, when they go into a family or, or probate lawyers, they'll feel like I'm, I'm, that they're dumb. I'm, I'm so dumb, how did I not see? But it comforts them. And I think working with you guys have, has made me realize that I can share that with someone besides people that walk in my office and that hopefully that will inspire them to be a comfort and inspiration to other people too. So um, that's really become one of my passions now because I've, I've never really realized that I've had a lot of years of people 
element their personal situations. People with um, very little money, people with a lot of money. So that's, a, um, excuse me, guys, somebody wants me to minister to a group of women in the Middle East. So let me delete that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that, that I think is what this podcast has afforded me. And it, it it's really been a blessing to me. And, I'm, and I know that you guys are blessing other people. And I'm, I'm hoping that I'm helpful in that. 100% you are absolutely. Vince, what about you? Uh, contribution, passion, purpose, skill set, all of that. How has that played into your life? Yeah, you know, it's interesting the whole giving. Um, and not to say there's a givers and takers, but there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation around that, at least today. You know, the, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast about Adam Grant's book, Give, or, Give, or, Give and Take. And and there's that the, the theory which is proven out is that you know givers win in the end, and the idea that if you're constantly giving, you're contributing, at the same time you're receiving, because you're seeing the value of what you can provide. So you're increasing your own self confidence, and it doesn't have to be something where it's like you're an expert of. You can literally just show up. But it's there's a lot of you know that there which I I personally like to manifest more and and keep in that thing too, whether it's in um, nonprofit boards or community groups or or anything you know even even into the experiences the events that I go to you know how do you show up how do you want to show up how do you find the value of this versus saying oh you know what I have to pick one or the other or this or the other or this isn't giving me enough you know monetary wealth so that's uh that's low the totem pole so yeah um contributing i think is the most important thing and then the other thing too is you can see as erica was saying you could see you know what your contribution has done for people who might not think or you might not think your value is there and that's the piece where i, I appreciate the most is is you know just feeling that um yeah, you, you touched someone's life and uh, you made a difference. And, uh, you know, I'd like to think too, going back to the earlier conversation around value, you know, end of the day, it's, you know, we don't think about, you know, what we could have done or all these different things. It's like, you know, hopefully when we're on our deathbed or remembered, there's fun values, right? This is the whole Michael Lennon quote, you know, remember me <clears throat> for, for all the great things, all the joy and the laughter. If you remember me for sorrow and, and whatever, then don't remember me at all. Yeah, agree. Absolutely agree. Well, I want to kind of uh, bring this to a close and, and kind of do what we normally do at the end. That's where we kind of give a final thought. And uh, Chris, I'm going to come to you first here in just a second. And basically what I want the final thought to be about is obviously we've covered the Six basic human needs, talking about certainty, uncertainty, uh, significance, love and connection, uh, personal growth and, and contribution. And we've all experienced these things as we've evolved through life and at different levels and at different ways. So my question to you and what I'd like for you to kind of share with our audience as a, as a takeaway, if there was one thing that you could tell your 25-year-old self, so kind of looking at you going, 25-year-old self, Here's something I think that it would be beneficial for you to know, or to learn, or to apply as you as you move forward with your life. What would be that thing that you would tell yourself? So, Chris, I'll come to you first. 
Well, what I would tell my 25 year old self is a, you have a lot, there's a lot of road to be covered. B you have all the skill capability, wherewithal passion to take that journey on. C you are valuable valued and you have something greater in you than you can even imagine on any level you are worth d you are worthwhile and your contribution to life is still to be measured absolutely thank you for sharing that well, I want to add, can I add one more? Add one more I thought it was supposed to be one. <laughs> well, I, stop. I just want to go back real quick and say, and this, this is in real time. Right now I'm involved. I'm, I'm in the early stages of a project with Brian and another individual. And Brian and the other individual, are, you guys are very technical. And I'm not super technical. I'm, te I'm technical enough. And the challenge for me right now is to what my contribution to this thing we're doing. Um, and my challenge every day is to tell myself that you do have a contribution to this. And the challenge to myself is to find out what that best contribution can be and to grow that and evolve it. Yep. 100%. Yeah. And like I said, that's a self-awareness piece of it. Right. And this, and again, self-forgiveness too, just getting out of your own way to say, I know that I have value and I just need to find out exactly where I can, or I can apply it. So that, that's, what's important. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to come to Vince and then Erica, and then I'll, I'll wrap up with my final thoughts. So Vince, what are your, what are your, that one thing that you'd want to share with your 25 year old Vince? <laughs> <laughs> So one of my, one of my good, uh, old, I've known him for a long, long time. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say one of those one things because it would, would probably fall into some pearl of a word of wisdom where it would be life-changing, but you know, I've, I've heard them all. I think we most have heard them all. You know, it's, it's not about the destinations, the journey it's, you know, be kind to yourself. It's, uh, don't take life so seriously. You'll never get out alive. Like you hear all these different things. And then, you know, it's like, well, I've heard them all for, for decades, you know, what would the one thing be that I would want to mm, inspire or whatever my younger self is, uh, it's a tough one. I, I would probably actually tell, just because this happened recently, I'd probably tell my younger self to go into this, you know, personal development course and be like, because it's so much. It's just so much at the right time and the right thing where it's processing through because, because my other buddy who, when he was 25, went through the same thing and he said it changed his life. So I was like, wow, you know, one experience to do this whole thing, to really get a, a better grounding because that is what I needed to go through <clears throat> to really look at all of my programming. And it's, it's that programming piece that I find the, mo the hardest thing to do, but also the greatest 
uh, challenge because it's like, wow, I'm really going to be vulnerable. I'm really going to be in positions where this doesn't feel like the right thing to do. And, uh, and it's, it's like figuring a way where you're not second guessing yourself, but you're also like realizing the path and, um, yeah, just keeping your mind and, and heart open to, to see those signs and just be like, okay, you know what, no matter what, it's gonna be a great ride. Awesome. Thanks, Vince. All right, Erica, what about you? Um, just from the standpoint of, you know, the journey and uh, you, you're talking to your, your 25-year-old self and what, what would that advice be? Oh, 25. Oh, oh goodness, 25, 25, 25. Okay. Okay, so I'll put on my little Auntie Erica. Um, but, uh, what would I tell... I'm kind of like Chris and Pants. I have a few things to tell myself, <laughs> but hopefully somebody 25 can use it today. Um, I tell 25 year old Erica, uh, like I would tell any of you guys, 25 year old daughters, uh, enjoy life, be the best person you can be. Focus on yourself, your your physical fitness, your including your nutrition. Take care of yourself physically, spiritually, mentally. And and don't be worried about no other woman, dusty little son. If <laughs> I, I said it, don't worry about some woman, dusty little son. If you are in a situation and someone isn't fully appreciating you, then let the universe do what the universe does and let the wind take them. Don't worry yourself about anybody, any woman dusty done, let them make it. And you just be the best person you can be. Focus on your happiness, enjoy your friends, take care of yourself and be a genuinely good person. That Be the genuinely good person that you are. And there will definitely be someone in the universe who will appreciate that and appreciate you. That's, that's what I would tell 25 year old Erica. Do not, and I would tell y'all daughters too, do not worry your nerves one second over some woman dusty son. And I appreciate that. Uh, amen to that. Thank you for and sharing. that's from Auntie Erica. That's from Auntie Erica. All right. Amen. <laughs> so for me, it's it's this. Um, and, you know, I, I see myself as a dreamer. And, uh, you know, I look back on the different dreams and different things that I had when I was young at that age, and I would advise myself to say, you know what, keep dreaming, dream big. I mean, really dream big, but understand that, and that dreams do come true, but they typically only come true if you put in the work. And I think that's the piece that gets left out a lot. So we have these, these big dreams and these great imaginations and things we want to accomplish in life. However, we don't actually put in the work the focus, the consistency, the persistency, and all those other words that, that play along with that to actually push them forward and to make them a reality. So that would be the advice that I would give is have those dreams, dream big, but know that you do have to uh, put in the work and be consistent and persistent to, uh, to try to bring them to life because they, they absolutely can happen, but you got to put in the work to, to make those things come true. So uh, that's that's my my two cents to me uh, at, at the age of 25. 
folks, uh, this has been great. Erica, thank you for joining. Uh, and guys, as always, what we share, what we talk about, I think has value and certainly will resonate with our audience. And again, again, six basic human needs are paramount to our foundation. And as Vince, you mentioned at the very beginning of this, there's really kind of one that we can add on and call it seven for sure. And that's talking about the mental health aspects of it and how important it is to understand where you are and what those foundational pieces are for yourself and that you value that as part of a basic need to make sure that your mental fitness is, is in a great spot. So I kind of want to end with that. I want to thank all of you guys for joining. Uh, any final comments or thoughts before we go? If not, uh, we'll wrap up for today. Right. Uh, I want to say one last thing. Go for it. You're right. I want to just chime in with the mental fitness drives everything. You have to put the time into your mental fitness. I work on it every day. It's just something I can't lose sight of. It is, you know, it's literally been propelling me forward so much lately. I mean, I'm in, I'm back in that area of uncertainty uh, and it is scary, hmm. but I'm telling you the benefits are going to be too many to count when it's all, when this thing is all said and done, I think I'm, I think I'll be sitting in a pretty place. And that's what I aspire to be. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Chris. Well, to the audience out there, take care. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, take care of each other, and uh, we'll definitely see you soon. Bye now.